Dun dun da 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 Welcome to season one, episode 8080884 The Hate Napkin. I'm your co-host, Eric, stuck in the armpit of the asshole, uh, of the devil's asshole in Columbia, South Carolina, munching on a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Klondike Bar. Yum, 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 yum. And uh, actually, even though this is uh, episode 84, season one, we're going to make it honorary episode 93 in memoriam of a dearly departed loved one of the show. One of our biggest fans, um, and, and I was going to say Carla from Burnt Corn, Alabama, but that cat's out of the bag now. That that pussy is now out of the out of the bag. She's no longer Carla from Burnt Corn. She is Morning Carol from Kansas City. But this show, episode ninety three, is in memoriam of. Uh, well, I'll let you take it from there. Dearly well, departed. Last night, my dear. Dear Aunt Jean passed away at the tender age of 93. Um, she was a character, to say the least. Uh, my favorite photo of her is riding on the back of my great nephew's motorcycle, waving, having a grand time. And uh, she was, for many years, the dispatcher uh, for the Winterset Iowa Police Department. And uh, she is was the keeper of our family history and told me some great stories about how my mom or how my father introduced my mother to his parents, which was probably the best story ever, because my folks ran off and eloped. Um, turned out my mother was 15 years old, and. Uh, they, my grandparents called her grandmother in Chicago and she drove all the way from Chicago to Winterset, Iowa to fetch her errant granddaughter who put her hand on her hip and said, doesn't matter. I turned 16 in two weeks and I'll just go marry him again. And everybody looked at my father and he was like, well, I made my bed. I guess I'll lie in it, which was probably a good thing because she got pregnant on their wedding. Wow. Yes. Well, back in those days, 15 was like 25. So. No, it wasn't. She was, she was every bit of 15. My, oh my, my aunt tells the story of how my, my mother was sitting on the hood of my father's uh, yellow convertible in a poodle skirt and saddle shoes, bright red lipstick, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my Aunt Jean, who never did anything right in my grandmother's eyes, became the favorite daughter-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you conceived that wedding night? Was that you? No, I was the last one. Oh. I was at the end of that litter of kids they had no that was my sister deb okay all right 
Well, dearly departed Gene, this show is in honor of you. So we better be fucking good. <clears throat> That's all I got to say. Let's bring the hate. Uh, probably don't. I mean, we could reach deep into the THN mailbag. And by the way, if you hate something like the death of your beloved aunt, you can send us a message to info at the hate napkin.com. That's info at the hate napkin.com. Or you can even hate even better. Why don't you hate somebody who's still alive that you're related to? Send us the uh, too easy. Hate. Too easy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That should be it. family hate should put you straight in the penalty box. It's too. It's too easy. Um, do we have any mail today, or are we going straight to uh, teabagging Lipton? We're gonna jump right into hate, buddy. Okay. Well, you know, I've been told uh, our sound engineer Polly from Bali is off in the runt of the hate litter. And doesn't get to go first, even though I'm pretty sure every single episode I ask who wants to go first. But since she's such a little, you know, whining bitch, we thought we'd let Polly go first today. And you know what my first thing is? My first thing oh, sounds, wine. sounds a <laughs> lot like Eric right now. And it is Human Resources HR. <laughs> Oh God, damn! I yes. am putting HR on the top of my hate napkin because I have had to deal with HR while looking for a new job in the past two weeks, and I think HR is terrible in every country, but in this particular country, and I'm not going to name names, but they're like usually about 18 years old and making like entry level salary, right? So little do they. They care very little about your experience or age. And you're basically talking to a 15-year-old. Um, yeah, it's, it's just goddamn awful. So my first experience was this company called me for the interview. And this is a security, tech security firm. They called me for the interview. I could not understand her English. So I didn't understand anything she was saying to me. So I go, well, can you email it to me? Yes, I'll email to you. So two days later, I'm like, I never got an email. So I looked up the phone number and I found the company because the phone, you couldn't call the phone number back, right? Some tech okay. security company, I'm not gonna name it. So I reapply to either the same or a different position. And no joke, I get another call and I see that it's the same number and I say hello and then they hang up. So like clearly someone told, so I, I'm like, okay, they told you to call me, but you don't like our first conversation and they've told you to call me again because it's basically in my wheelhouse. It's like tech writing, do you know what right. I mean? It's like, it's like tech. It's tech and it's a content writing for a tech company. But so you're pissed off because you're in charge of HR. Right. But now I'm pissed off. So guess who shows up into their secure tech security firm an hour after that hang up into her office. So I go right. inside. So their office is actually Oh wait, was I supposed to guess it was you? Yes. <laughs> So their okay. office is on the seventh floor. Sorry, this is a long story that will like cut out most. But their office is on the seventh floor of like a government. Point is, 
I'm good at getting by like eight levels of security, whatever. I'm in the elevator. I get to their floor. Someone. Right. They have a fingerprint, fingerprint only entry. I just, I just look out as I roll out. Someone's coming out. I go in and I just ask for her. And then next thing I know, she has to come into this conference room and she is spooked because, again, she was told to call me. So I purposely hung out <laughs> an hour later and now is like, what is going on? So she's like, how did you know where our office was? I was like, Google? This does, right. It's like, well, but at this point, it's like, don't you think you should, don't you think you should hire me based on the fact that I just tracked you down in your security firm? <laughs> like I found a way to get into your office. So, you no, I, I, I actually thought like that was hacker. right. I thought that was clever, but that's not the story she's telling. Right. So I just wrote it off. I just freaked her out. And she asked such amateur questions. It was like, how long have you been? Like she looked like she was twelve, and she asked the dumbest questions. I was the I was like talking to a child, and I was like, "Okay, great." And I just kind of wrote them off, and then I applied to other jobs, and I got another job offer. All of these tech firms, like the dot me, is a very popular thing to buy now. All of the tech firms have the dot me, so I bought their company dot me, and it goes to my resume now. <laughs> so when they discover that. Maybe I get maybe I get another call. You know, I thought that was <laughs> dot. I thought that stood for Maine. It's dot me. <laughs> I was oh, like, okay. oh, I'm pretty smart of Maine to buy this extension. Everybody's going to dot Maine now. All right, no, no, I think I think it's very valid. I think we should we should we should actually come up with a webinar for HR. <laughs> you know that old phrase though: "Those who can't teach." It really should now be those who can't work in HR. That, that that needs to be the new phrase. Those who aren't qualified for any other job get a job in HR. Yeah, they go to HR, human resources. And actually, actually, I, I want to bring that up. I've got I've got a I've got a friend here, uh, a new friend. She's an African American woman, very bright, going to medical school, and um, but she's looking for a job before med school starts in the fall. And it's an interesting situation. It's kind of an HR situation. Her last name is, is she's black, but her last name is Wen. Wen, N-G-U-Y-E-N, because her, uh, her, ex, her ex-spouse is Vietnamese. So I was like, well, I'm trying to strategize. <laughs> I'm trying to strategize for South Carolina HR because this is a pretty racist place. And I'm like, if you've got an obviously Asian last name, down here i really don't think i was like well what's your maiden name and, and she said it and i'm like well I, I just i wonder if you're gonna get any interviews with an obvious asian name for the kinds of jobs you're applying for down here and she's like yeah i kind of thought about that too i'm like well what what a dilemma here because i i can just see somebody in hr picking it up going oh well that's an asian person we're not going to interview them and I was like, and I was like, you know, but you know, you're African American, and and down here in South Carolina, white and black seem to, it's like everything is white and black, and everything is white and black racist, but everybody loves to jump on a different ethnicity. <laughs> if you're like a third ethnicity, they can't wait to show you even more racism. But so it's I just kind of like, no, I I thought female Asians actually broke the female uh, income gap barrier. 
Like I thought yeah, female Asians were making Carolina more money different. than any. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree if, were, if it, this was actual civilization. It's just kind of it's just kind of conundrum. I'm like, well, I'm trying to outthink the morons in HR down here. Like, I think we probably should put a different last name on your resume if you hope to get an interview or or you're going to show up and they're expecting an Asian and you're African-American. What you know, what what's that going to be all about? I don't well, know. Well, what's her maiden name? I probably shouldn't say that. Then, well, then I, I was kind of so, I was setting you up for a racist joke. You were supposed to say yeah. something racist. Oh well, her actual her, her maiden name was Hitler. <laughs> right. There you go. I knew you'd be. Are you kidding? Tasteful. She'd be hired, not second down there. <laughs> down here, and be like, like yeah, my name is uh, Mussolini, Stalin, Hitler. You're our guy, Trump. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, have you ever noticed that those surnames have sort of faded in the background? You don't meet a whole lot of like, oh, hey, Mr. Stalin. <laughs> Miss, 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 Mu table for two for Mussolini. <laughs> oh, Pinochet, party of three. Have you ever noticed how those names, like once, once you reach a level of infamy, suddenly everybody else with that surname like changes it. I don't know. Every time oh. I get Starbucks, I use one of those because I have to call it out. <laughs> you mean like Hunt. Mike Mike Hunt? <laughs> Hot chocolate for Duvalier. Oh my god, that's funny. Okay, yes, let's throw HR on there across the board. Um and uh, anyways, that's all. In fact, it it's kind of like HR is so boring in its hate. Like there's nothing exciting or adventurous about hating HR. Yeah, because they're like, just always terrible, aren't they? Everywhere? Right. Or... They are. It's like when you suck the moisture out of something completely. Like it, there's just, there's nothing entertaining, interesting. You know, if you're meeting somebody at the bar, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm in HR. And then it's just like, it's suddenly like you're listening to the Andy Dick podcast. So my last HR complaint was the oh, other job. Oh, great. The well, other really job. No, but the other job. I got a call from HR. No, the other job, which I'm taking, but it'll be like three months and I'll be already signed on. Uh, I'm talking with them and I just say, well, I would like a offer that is uh reflects my experience my 12 years experience doing this right and this is teaching right so in in the teaching industry experience is actually a it's held against you it's it, it having having experience so i get a response of oh it, the offer is not based on experience basically Basically, a three paragraphs of how the offer is not based on experience. It's based on performance. What? Right. Okay. So what are those metrics? Yeah, the only profession where I can think of where that makes sense would be prostitution. Like, 
Right. You don't want to walk into the room saying, yeah, I've been a hooker for 25 years. And that's how they view English teachers in Asia. That sums that up. So that's my that was my last. Yeah, I've been a hooker for 12 years. I was like, hey, well, we're looking at your resume. and You must have like your vagina must just be a soggy banana at this point. We'd love to hire you. <laughs> I mean, like they really don't care whether you're like really great or really bad. And I'm probably I hope I'm somewhere in between, but they don't care either way. So well, far, it sounds to me like they're looking for, you know, the best of mediocrity. Right. Or not even that, because that, that person will call ask for what they're worth. You might have to negotiate. So they don't want even want that. They want actual mediocrity or below. So far, I think Aunt Jean would be proud of this show. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I can just see her sitting in her uh, poodle dress. Smoking a smoking a J, sitting on the yellow Studebaker, you know. No, that was my mother. Oh, oh yeah, she was the good. She was the well-behaved one. No, yeah. no, but seriously, I like when I like to think of Aunt Jean. I like to think of her in a poodle skirt, smoking a J on the yellow Studebaker. When she was fifteen. That's my... You sick? Except you she would never do that. Sick man. You're, sick. You're a sick, sick man. What is actually what is the legal age of uh of consensual copulation? I, I, I haven't looked it up, but it's sixteen. I actually don't know what it is in South Carolina. It's, it's probably, probably twelve. Well, <laughs> probably. But don't say gay. Oh, well, that's a and say and your bot mitzvah. Oh my God! Oh, you got anything that you hate, Carla? Carol? Carol? I'm sorry, Carol. Carla is is in the grave. Sorry, didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't it be get under my lawn? Okay, let's go to her. <laughs> what do you hate today, Miss uh, Carla? No, Carol. other than you guys. That's that's low. That's low hanging fruit. Come on. Ah, oh, fair enough. Um, I think my disgust this week has been people who um, hire my company for outside work who have watched it rain every day this week as I have, who have called and said, why aren't you guys here? Oh my God! Well, be because specific. if I if if I rip off your roof and it rains, <laughs> I'm guessing you're going to be unhappy. I control the wind and the tides. The rain is above my pay grade. Speak to HR. I wish I had a flannel graph right here so I could be like, okay, so here's the house and up here are the clouds with all the rain. And if we take the roof off the house, oh my God. But you know what? Maybe those are the people that you should be coming over to help when it rains. You insisted. Oh my God. People are just so dumb. I don't know where to... Actually, let's go there as long as we're uh, heading into contracting and construction. The thing I hate this week, uh, 
property management companies. I am sick and tired. I think if you can't succeed at HR, they put you in charge. They give you an account at a property management company. So I've I've got this really lovely house on a pond, but I do have a contiguous house. It's 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 a it's a very large townhouse. It's a three-story townhouse, but I have a contiguous property next to me. Neighbors, they're nice people. They rent the property management company, however, that owns the house are run by you know fucking bastards. So I'm you know right behind me here. One day there's a bunch of scurrying going on in the wall. As in, as in some sort of animal is in the firewall between the two houses. And I'm like, well, how the hell did this happen? And I'm worried because you get a squirrel in there and you've got wiring and whatnot. You know, they're going to start chewing on it and you got a real mess. So I go outside to sort of inspect how perhaps the squirrel made it into the wall behind me. Well, maybe it's the three-foot hole in the soffit of the roof of my neighbor. I mean, it is a hole that is this big suddenly it's well, just I, I got news for you those aren't squirrels they're raccoons well <clears throat> no this one is i i i know it's a squirrel because I'll, and i'll get there i was thinking like but, jurassic yeah. park glory hole but okay actually yeah well the thing is it was the hole is big enough that you could have gotten a velociraptor in there so I, I I contact the property management company because i've had run-ins with them before and i'm like um you know, this time you've really crossed the line. You, you know, there's this three-foot gaping hole in your property, and there are animals between our houses now. And if there's any damage to this house, I'm going to actually come down there with a chainsaw, and, you know, there's going to be consequences this time. No response. And I'm like, no, no. I Okay, now I've contacted an attorney and the squirrel that's in, I can't even work because I, I work from home. I'm like, I can't work. I can't think straight. The squirrel is, is is driving me crazy. Well, now that I tell them I've contacted an attorney, well, we'll have uh, an animal person out there right away to take care of the matter. Next day, this complete redneck, like imagine Ghostbusters was a uh, South Carolina redneck animal trapper. Billy the Exterminator. Show. Yes, I know. Exactly. This is you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't make up in a film how stupid this guy is. He comes out here. He 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 wants to inspect my house. I let him in so that he can see that indeed there's you know there's no squirrels in my house. They're definitely in the firewall. You can hear them between both houses. I'm both in both houses. He goes and he takes now remind mind you this is a three foot hole in the roof. He puts a, a live animal trap 60 feet away next to the pond bank and then leaves. And I take a, I, and I'm like, uh, number one, it's not like there's one squirrel in our woodsy area. There are hundreds of squirrels and other creatures of that size. What, what? What is what is going? What is the thought process of putting a live animal trap sixty feet away from the house next to a pond when we can hear the animal inside the house? Why didn't I, he put the cage in the? So I contacted the property management company. Now, mind you, they're paying somebody to do rather than just to throw a trap in there to kill the thing, then patch the hole to make sure nothing else goes in there. <laughs> They're spending money on this. I mean, they they paid Bob the Redneck to come out here and do this. 
I sent them a picture of the trap and she replied back, well, he says it's to lure the animal out. I'm like, you're going to lure a squirrel out 60 feet away. It's just, it just, it got, it, it escalated and escalated to the point of now these people have, their contractor has come out four times. And each time, the one thing they have refused to do or haven't done is patch the damn hole in the roof. Every time somebody comes out to do something, it's not to fix the damn hole. Then the dumbass leaves, the contractor leaves this big old ladder on my property. So I finally contacted the property management company and said, uh, you know, Miss Miss So-and-so, could you send me your personal address? And she replied back, I, I don't understand this. Well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take this ladder and put it on your front lawn for the next week. <laughs> Because it's been on mine. It's been on mine for a week. I figure we could, you know, you might like to know what it's like to have a giant ugly ladder on your property for a week. Anyways, it, it's not my first run-in with this property management company or other properties. It's just like, what really boggles my mind is that they have probably spent the equivalent of four times what the actual solution would have been. They're paying exterminators. They're paying contractors to do things other than the obvious, which is fix the problem. Well, you assume that, but it's probably their inside people that they pay and then charge the property owner. It's not like they're paying, they're, they're just billing the fuck out of that other person. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're conning that other person. They don't want to fix the problem because they can milk their client. Yeah. So why don't you I, throw a trap in there and chew a bunch of gum or fill a hole with something? I think I'm going to pull a poly and I'm going to show up at the property management company with a trap. <laughs> right. I'm with the property I'm management pull... company and I have to stick this in your hole. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put some like mice traps underneath her desk <laughs> and then with a little note that says oh, regards Eric. I maybe you know maybe the maybe the maybe the greatest lesson out of all of this is that could there be anything worse than being the head of HR at a property management company? Oh, they don't even have an HR department. There's no way they're doing. They're just like doing too many things illegal to have that department. Right. Well, here's the real kicker. They finally did patch the hole in the soffit, and I took a picture of it. I was like, oh great, they finally put like they put it's not a it's not a wood, they didn't replace the they didn't repair it, they just put a mesh thing over it so that nothing could get over, you know, in or out at this point, which is good. And I was like, well, I sent that picture of the mesh uh repair to the property management company saying, Well, that's great that you've done that. However, if you look closely at the picture, there's another gaping hole a foot wide next to it that they neglected to patch. So they patched one hole, but did not patch the other hole. You I keep just... you keep assuming property management companies give a rat's ass. And like HR, they don't give right. a rat's ass. And well, that what is a us... squirrel? It's a giant rat. Right. They don't give a squirrel's ass. And that they brings us to ass. the... I don't know. Annals of hate. Dude, I didn't mean to. It's a time. I don't know. You just, you just inadvertently stopped the show. 
I know. Like, I just like, well, this might be a good. There's a butt reference. Let's go for it. Oh yeah! Before we get to the poo, we got we got to the butt, but we didn't get to the poo. So yeah, in memoriam of. All right, Jean. so let's. All right, so I I have another one to add. Uh, rat droppings. No, no, rat I think we're really good. Are on the rat poop. Rat drop. Rat poop on the hate napkin. Do you have the, Do you have a problem with that? Yeah, I was gonna no, say. I just wanted to talk about poop for a little bit. Uh, and other droppings. Aunt Jean would be so proud. <laughs> Not nice, so much. What a nice remembrance of your late aunt. She's 93. A was. good woman. Was 93. Or is. Did you say there is? No, there was. They was. Uh, I'm wondering uh, if I got I got a oh, wait. note here. Right, I, I wrote it on a post-it note. I just <laughs> memoriam. Hang on. I don't write backwards. No, it no, does show it, it shows the correct way here. Oh, oh well, it says show and it's not as funny. Word. There we go. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> Oh, I thought it meant like show empathy, like today's show empathy. Show empathy. Oh, that's great. Now all you have to do, Polly, is show empathy. Well, I'm like, just waiting for that to start. She was a, yeah. actually, actually, empathy was a, a stripper on Two Notch that I met. Um, and she has an OnlyFans, and that's actually our new sponsor in light of Anchor FM dropping out. Oh, I forgot. Empathy. We actually do have a new sponsor. I, a real one. I totally forgot. Today's episode, uh, honorary episode 93, but actually episode 83 of season one of The Hate Napkin is oh, brought to you by... Strunk Funeral Homes. Strunk Funeral Homes. We're doing trade for the bakers. <laughs> oh, is that a different one? No. <laughs> I missed my cue, I think. By the way, by the way, Carol, I would be very careful if you have to take all any of her bones through uh, Newark International Airport. She has been cremated. Okay. Well, I mean, if you gotta take if the, at any point the urn has to pass through Newark, just remember Paulie and his bag of bones. But our new sponsor is actually come and go. We actually have a new sponsor, come and go gas station is our new sponsor. They haven't sent us any signage yet. Oh, they oh yeah. <laughs> I, I take that back. I they didn't have get Carla it. Carol already got her first cut. She got her first mug. Show us that mug shot again. Oh, Those are for no, 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 no. Oh, this out. one. It, it's kind of yeah, weird because the... all they sent me, the... me, they only sent me this, and I didn't... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but yeah. I think you do. Show us that come and go facial one more time. So, anyways, I am very excited to announce that I should have done it at the beginning of the show, but I was so uh, struck with grief from Aunt Jean's passing. Is that our new uh, sponsor is Come and Go Gas Stations? Um, whenever you need to come. Uh, Go. Go there. 
I don't think that's their right, slogan. Folks. Didn't they give you the like proper line to say? You have to I read swear. the proper thing. Yeah, no, no, they're, they're, gonna, they're, yeah, they're gonna, gonna drop they're you. Gonna, they're gonna drop come you. Come and go. Come and go. The best HR in gas. <laughs> Actually, they just said run with it. It's kind of in keeping with the whole, you know, come and go thing. So. Uh, going forward, first time I saw that sign, I thought I was going to crash my car. <laughs> They're all over Iowa, but I always my favorite one is the one at Lamoni next to the Amish store. <laughs> I don't. I think Carol thinks we're joking. They are actually our new sponsor. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get lots of stuff out of it. More mugs. I, I like it there. Clean bathrooms. The, the first thing they asked us is, do any of you live in Iowa? And I said, no, we're in Kansas City, South Carolina, and Southeast Asia. And they said, great, you can have all the free gas you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be stopping there next Saturday. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, little did they know Aunt Jean's passing is going to cost them $45. <laughs> That's about what it takes to fill my car. Oh my God! Just I won't. I won't say what it takes to fill me at Come and Go. <laughs> That's what the napkin is for, my friend. That's what the napkin is for. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are dun, broadcasting dun, dun. live from a closet. So, once again, you have reached. Wait, what? He's broadcasting live from a closet. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Look, Polly does look like he's in. He's actually found our super fan in Wichita in the mother's basement, and he's broadcasting from there. Um, anyways, that guy definitely works in HR. So, anyways, close. Come on over. <laughs> folks, we have once again reached deep, deep in store. The anal of hay. Wash your hands. <laughs>